I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 67. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this week's podcast, I wanted to share with you one of my favorite illustrators in the whole world. She is so near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure she is to many of you, but some of you may not even be aware of her or that familiar with her. Her name is Barbara Cooney. Barbara Cooney came into my life when my son was just a little bitty boy, and his uncle Christopher, who is a poet, sent him a book for Christmas. It was, I have it here, and it was Christmas of 1981. And Uncle Christopher said in the book, this is my favorite book. I hope you will enjoy it as much as I love Christopher. And the name of the book was The Oxcart Man. The reason I think that Uncle Christopher loved this book so much, even though he was an adult, was that it was written by one of the most famous poets in America, Donald Hall. And Chris knew him personally on Cape Cod. And so I think they were friends, and he just thought that his little nephew would love this book. And did he ever? And we had to read it every single day. And the Oxcart Man is an oral tradition tale that comes out of New England that Donald Hall kind of retold and recreated about a family living in New England. And it talks about what the father does and what the mother does and what the children do all through the growing season, through the spring and the summer and the fall. And then in October, the father backs his ox into his cart and he and his family fill it up with everything they've made or grown all year long that was left over and he lists all the different things a pack of wool he sheared from the sheep in april and candles that the family made and birch brooms that his son carved and potatoes they dug from their garden and a bag of goose feathers that his children collected from the barnyard geese and then when his cart is full he waves goodbye to his wife and his daughter and his son, and he walks at his ox's head for 10 days until he come to, comes to Portsmouth Market. And there he sold the bag of wool and the shawl his wife made and the five pairs of mittens and the candles and the shingles and the birch brooms and the potatoes and the apples and the honey and the honeycomb and the maple sugar and a bag of goose feathers. And then he sells the box that he carried the maple sugar in and the barrel he carried the apples in and the bag he carried the potatoes in. And then he sells his ox cart and says goodbye and kisses him on his nose. And he goes to the shop and he buys uh, a big kettle and he buys a barlow knife for his son and one needle for embroidery that he gets from the boat in the harbor that sailed all the way from England and he buys two pounds of wintergreen peppermint candy and then he walks home with the needle and the knife and the wintergreen peppermint candies tucked into the kettle and a stick over his shoulder stuck through the kettle's handle and coins still in his pockets And finally, he arrives home, and he gives his daughter her needle, and she begins stitching, and he gives his son his knife, and he starts whittling, and they cook dinner in their new kettle, and afterward, everyone eats one 
wintergreen peppermint candy and then the whole cycle begins again and it is such a wonderful book it's such a simple peaceful calming book for children as well as for adults but of course the best part are the illustrations by a world famous illustrator who called Maine her home in her older years and her name was Barbara Cooney and this book won um, many awards I believe it won the Caldecott uh, let me see here. I believe that's right. And my book doesn't have a an award pasted on the cover. So I, let me see here. Yes, it did. It won the Caldecott. Uh, so Barbara Cooney's first Caldecott Award was for a book called Chanticleer and the Fox. And then later on, she won it for The Oxcart Man. Uh, Barbara Cooney was born in 1917. And she was Born in room 1127 of the Hotel Bossert in Brooklyn, which her father had built. She had a twin brother and two younger brothers as well. Her father was a stockbroker and her mother was a painter. And in her 60 years of illustrating books, Barbara Cooney illustrated 110 different children's books. She was nominated for every prize you could imagine. She was nominated for the Hans Christian Andersen, which is an international children's illustration award. It's considered the Nobel Prize of Literature. And her books were translated into 10 different languages. When their family left Brooklyn, they moved to Connecticut, and she started to study drawing and painting. She went on to Smith College, where she was a history major, and then she studied etching and lithography at the Art Students League, which is the most prestigious art school in America. And she took her art very, very seriously. During World War II, she became a whack in the Women's Army Corps. And her first book was published in 1940. So in 1959, she won her first Caldecott, as I said, which was Chanticleer and the Fox, taken from Chaucer's the Nun's Priest's Tale. She lived in Dermis, I can't say it, Dermis Cata, Maine, in a horse, in a house, sorry, that her son built for her. So she kind of went all over New England, starting in New York City and in Brooklyn, and finally settling in Maine after time in Connecticut. Now, I want to share with you some of the other books that she uh, really has touched my heart with. One is a little book called Emma. And Emma uh, was written by an author named Wendy Kesselman, but it's illustrated by Barbara Cooney. And it's based on the life of Emma Stern. Emma Stern was a Jewish German exile who came to Paris at the time of the Nazi um, takeover of Germany. And she was born in 1878, and she died in Paris in 1970, but she came as a refugee in 1933. And it's a story of her being given a painting there in Paris by her family, 
of her village in Germany. And although it was a beautiful painting, she said, it doesn't look like my village. So one day she got frustrated with looking at it and she went out and she bought an easel and paints and canvases and she began to paint secretly. But when her family, and she hung up a painting where the gift had been of her village and it suited her much better. And she was a, a what we would call a primitive painter and uh, no perspective, you might call her a naive artist. And... Um, but one night when her family came, she would always swap the painting when they were coming over for dinner. But one night she forgot and they're all eating and suddenly one of her grandsons said, Grandma, where's the painting that we gave you? This is net." And she said, ah! and they all said, she said, well, I painted that. And they said, what? And so she took them to a closet where it was filled with all of the paintings she had been painting. And they were wonderful paintings. And so she took them all out and hung them in her house and set up her art studio. And she became a very famous painter, even though she was very old when she started painting, kind of a Parisian Grandma Moses. So I love the book, Emma, and I love the illustrations. And Barbara Cooney, who is such a person of detail in her illustrations, did the research on Emma and found the paintings that she had painted, and they're featured in the book. And you can still get prints of Emma's paintings, and I'm just in love with them, and I would really love to own some of her, uh, the prints of some of her work someday. Are you familiar with my literature-based approach to education, but still unsure of what it looks like for your family? For over 30 years, I've helped families custom fit their children's education to their specific needs. The beauty of education done this way is that it fits like a tailored suit. If you find yourself making do or wondering how to best help your child, or you simply have questions, I'm available to you. Consider booking an appointment today. You can visit my website, caroljoyside.com forward slash consulting to learn more. Fill out the book now form and my assistant will be in touch to schedule a time that works for you. Don't lose sleep over unanswered questions. Let's work together to make homeschool simple. Now back to the show. Um, then she wrote Miss Rumphius in 1983. And Miss Rumphius is part of what Barbara calls her trilogy or her closest thing to her autobiography. So the three books that are in that trilogy are Miss Rumphius, Hattie and the Wild Waves, and Island Boy. So in Miss Rumphius, written in 1983, Barbara Cooney writes and illustrates the book about a little girl and her grandfather. And she says to her grandfather, she lives at the sea, her grandfather carves the prows of boats, you know, the beautiful figureheads of boats. And um, the little girl helps him. And she says to her grandfather, someday I'm going to travel around the world like you did, but then I will come back and live by the sea. And the grandfather says, well, that's all well and good but you must first find a way to make the world a better place. And so the little girl grows up and she travels. First, she's a librarian and then she starts to travel the world and rides on camels and goes to exotic islands and finally comes back and lives by the sea. She hurts her back 
and she's bedridden and she orders all these lupin seeds and before she becomes bedridden she spreads some lupin seed around the little island there it might be nantucket i'm imagining or maybe maybe martha's vineyard and as she sleeps that winter the birds scatter her seed all over the island and that spring when the sun comes out and she's able to get out and about there's lupin all over the island that have come from her original seed it's one of my favorite favorite children's stories and then holly and ivy which is the ultimate christmas book about a little orphan girl who has a wish and a doll that also has a wish. And I won't ruin the story for you, but it's written by Rumer Gooden, who I have just done a podcast on recently. And so you know that the writing is going to be brilliant, but the illustrations are equally brilliant. And it's a book that every family needs to read every Christmas. It's so, so sweet. And then the book Emily, which is about Emily Dickinson, which she did in 1992. And Emily Dickinson, of course, was extremely shy. She always wore white dresses. And she lived in a beautiful Victorian house in New England. And it's the story of Emily Dickinson and the way she would uh, work. You know, she would give children cookies. And she would do all these little innocent things that people, because she was so shy, she wouldn't always show herself publicly but she loved people and she was very observant and she loved children. And then uh, the book Eleanor, which is a kind of a sad book. It's a story of Eleanor Roosevelt and her childhood, which was just awful. Uh, her dad was an alcoholic, died of alcoholism. Her mother uh, never had anything to do with her because she wasn't beautiful like her mother was. And um, Teddy Roosevelt, her uncle, who was very, very kind to her and made her feel warm and welcome and comfortable when she'd go to visit his family. And her great aunties and things that just treated her like she was kind of, a, I don't know, an old mage, kind of a drudge. But then she met her distant relative, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, and she married him. It was not a good marriage in many ways, sadly, but it did allow her to expand her scope of influence throughout the entire world. And Eleanor Roosevelt went from being this ugly duckling that nobody really believed in or paid attention to, to being one of the most influential women that have ever lived. And she's just a wonderful heroine for all of us. I love Eleanor Roosevelt. And Barbara Cooney, again, because of her her awareness of detail and the research she would do for these books. She actually researched Eleanor Roosevelt's actual baptismal gown and copied it verbatim for the picture book on Eleanor Roosevelt called Eleanor, as I said. So Barbara Cooney is considered an early American primitive artist, and she based her style on the traveling artists that would go through New England and paint on wood and they would do these very kind of flattened two-dimensional paintings with no perspective and you see them in all the you know colonial reproduction homes and things these colonial portraits and that's what she based much of her style on um have i told you about everything oh no i wanted to tell you about island boy and hattie and the wild waves 
Heading the Wild Waves, I love this book, but unfortunately there is a page where the little girl's the little girl wants to be an artist and so she goes to a fortune teller. And so what I've done is I just glued that page together in my book because I love the rest of the book. And it's a story basically of, of Barbara Cooney's mother who was an artist. And she encouraged um, El, uh, she encouraged Barbara Cooney so much to be an artist herself. But it's a story of, El, of Barbara Cooney's mom, as I said, was raised in a very affluent German home. And they would go out to the sea in the summer. And they would go to far Rockaway Island. And little Hattie in the book would listen to the waves and see what they were telling her. But then her father decided that he wanted to live somewhere more prestigious. So he sold that house and he bought a massive, massive mansion far out on Long Island. But Hattie missed Far Rockaway and the Wild Waves. And it's a story of her life and how she becomes an artist like her mother. And it's just a dear, dear book. Um, and, and biographical of Barbara Cooney's mother's childhood and then the book island boy which just touches my heart and again very autobiographical in ways it's written and illustrated by barbara cooney as was hattie in the wild waves and miss rumpheus all three and it's a story of a little boy named matthias he's one of uh, there's 12 siblings and then he's born his parents had moved to a little island in Maine and they called it Tibbetts Island after his family and he's the baby of the family and he's too little and he can never do the things that the other children are doing and he sleeps in the little trundle bed next to his parents and he grows up and all, everyone leaves uh, the the island but he uh, and he goes on the ship and becomes a ship's boy until he finally becomes a ship's captain but he misses the island and after his parents die he comes back and lives there and he meets this lovely school teacher I love the illustration of her coming back to the island with him after their wedding and they get of course get married and raise their children there and then as the children all leave their youngest little daughter Annie um, her husband well first she sends her little boy back every summer to be with with the grandpa and then her husband dies in the influenza epidemic and so the little boy who's named <clears throat> excuse me after his grandfather Matthias is named after his grandpa Matthias they come and live on the island and take care of Annie's daddy and Matthias's grandpa and the way they live and survive is that all the people from far away as they call them uh, the people from the mainland come in the summers and they're very wealthy and they need wood and they need fresh produce and they need milk and whatever they need Matthias and Annie and little Matthias provide it and they're able to stay on the island and then one day Matthias goes out fishing and um, his little grandson begs to go with him and he says no the 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 water is too rough today it's storming and so young Matthias goes back up the hill and old Matthias never comes back and they find his dory boat swamped and his body nearby and they have a funeral there on the island and people come from all 
over, even people from the mainland. They come in boats. They're hurrying to get there. They get to the uh, cove there on Tibbetts Island, and they pay the respects to the steadfast old man of Tibbetts Island, and they bury old Matthias under the red astrakhan tree above the house. And that's the end. I love these books about New England, about Maine, and about children. Barbara Cooney had such an understanding of children. So I highly recommend her books, all of them. Um, But these are my personal favorites, and I love to just, you know, build a library of an author or an illustrator that you really love and teach your children their names and tell them their stories. It's just, it makes a child feel like they own the books when they know the background of the author or the illustrator. So thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I appreciate a rating and a review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help too. Visit my website, caroljoyside.com to subscribe to our weekly email and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings. Blessings.